Good morning, everyone. It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. My gosh, November is coming in like a lion. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva. We are missing one sister today, Carol Sue. Um, she's in an area where um, the uh, Wi-Fi is not great right at the moment. She may pop in, so I just wanted to let everybody know. And today, the Two Sisters podcast family is excited to introduce to you Chris Templeton from Oh, The Stories We Tell. And I just need to dive right on into this conversation. So first of all, welcome, Chris. We're so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Wonderful. So when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, um, I had said to you something about your, um, and you registered with us on our website, and it was something about all of your, um, your website on Oh, the Stories We Tell, which really grabbed my attention. And <laughs> without me going into too much detail, um, because that's where I like the conversation to spark, I would love for you to kind of fill our audience in a little bit on what Oh, the Stories We Tell is all about. Sure, be happy to. Um, <clears throat> in 2003, I read a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, and one of the things that he says very on in there early on in the book is something along the lines of we're all very good at driving ourselves insane in certain parts of our lives. <laughs> it's like, first, like, no, 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 that's no, 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 that's out there. It's not me. But you read and you read, like, oh man, that is me. I am driving myself crazy in certain parts of my life. And um, and at some point he also brings up the concept of, you know, what's your story or what's the story you're telling? So uh, just as a side note, you know, I don't think any of this is new other than maybe a little bit of, of the way that I put it together. So over the years, from 2003 until now, I've, I've been just playing with this. It just one of those things that sticks with me. I can't quite get it out of my head ever. And it's always, you know, oh, well, that's a good piece. And so I came up with these three questions. What's the story I'm telling? And story being anything that I'm thinking or visualizing in my head about myself or about the world around me. And the whole idea of using story and, and hanging on to that from what I had read is this idea that stories are editable. I can change my story. And so much of what I'm trying to accomplish and help people to accomplish is to recognize that their thinking can be changed. We're very good at thinking that our thoughts and our feelings are facts, like, well, that's just the way it is. And when that's kind of our approach, we, we kind of say, okay, so I'm done, let's move on, or I'm stuck in that, or that sort of thing. And so uh, that was the first question. What's the story I'm telling? And just a nice way to take a step back from your thinking and really see what it is and if it can be changed. The second question was, and is, is this story serving me in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, so important. I don't care if the story served you yesterday, an hour ago, uh, 20 years ago, or when you were a kid growing up trying to navigate the world with a tough mom or dad, whatever, whatever those stories were, 
does are they serving me in this moment and we know we just know there's something about asking that question we just know like if somebody says well what do you mean is the story is this story serving me of course it is well no no it's not because you wouldn't reply that we wouldn't respond that way so we have a tendency to know and then the third question is simply is there a more authentic story I can tell? And so the whole idea is to create more space between whatever I'm thinking and or whatever the situation is, the stimulus, and what my response is. If we don't do that, we're kind of living by default, and then we run around saying how stuck we are in, in certain parts of our lives. And so those are the three questions, and, and really... Um, they were the basis for me. I've been practicing this, so what, 18 years now and, and developing the model over these 18 years. And I've got a 35 year old to a 22 year old, uh, kids who have all kind of had the benefit of dad taking the time to think things through a little bit more than, than most. And, uh, and, and a wife of 31 in a relationship for 31 years and, friends that I just could not um, ask for any better. And I know that so much of this is that taking that time to go through that process. You know, at some point it just condenses down and you're like, okay, wait a minute. And what's more authentic? Is there a more authentic way for me to look at this? But it really changes your perception in a really positive, good way. So those are the three questions. Well, that is, uh, and obviously I read your, went through all of these questions myself when I was checking out um, your social media and specifically your website. And I want to go back to question one. Okay. Um, <coughs> stories are editable. I hope I said that correctly. Yep. A little bit of a tongue twister there. And I, when I think about that question or just, just the response that stories are editable. Mm -hmm. I think of, for instance, when we wake up in the morning and say, oh, we're going to have a bad day. Yep. That's the story that I'm telling myself. Well, guess what? I am going to have a bad day. So I think that's a, a good analogy. But, you know, what if things arise during the day? Like, for instance, you say, get up in the morning and say, I am going to have a fantastic day and this is the way it's going to be. But then something kind of migrates its way in there to kind of disrupt your day. What, what would your suggestion be to somebody listening to our listeners and viewers who, hey, that's great, but, you know, sometimes things pop up. Well, and, and you know... It's a really great question. And, and for me, what this is really about is we have a cultural story that does not serve us that what we should do is just be positive thinkers. And the problem with positive thinking is that S happens, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, and, and, and so a big piece of this is really understanding that when you're in an authentic place, that's part of the deal. Life is messy. 
But when I recognize that I can still change my story about what's going on and create something that serves me more to be able to, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. You, you got a, a, a message from me. I saw you were looking for, uh, for guests for your podcast on, on Facebook. Okay. And so I, I have a, it's a canned piece that I send, uh, personalized with name and that sort of thing, but it's just a basic introduction to what I do. Sent that to you. Your response was through the roof. Wonderful. Honestly, the best response I've had. It was great. This morning, I happened to look at messenger and I got a message back from somebody that I had sent this piece to love to be on your podcast. Uh, you could tell she was really bugged that I DM and she said, you know, you DM me and this is canned and, and, you know, we have this tendency when, when things like that happen, there's a part of us. It's like, well, wait a minute. Right. And so taking the time, I know that it's going to take me some time to settle down from that. And so what I do is I walk through that process of understanding my story instead of my story becoming, Oh God, what was her problem? And blah, 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 which doesn't serve anybody. You know what? <laughs> Thought of you, Janice sure, sure like this. And there's sure a lot of people that really like this and it's going to take me some time to calm down. And so what I think the, the issue is, is that yes, life is messy. You know, what, what I'm not here to say, and I, I, it's, I think it's a real problem culturally, especially with people in the enlightenment movement, because there's this story that what we're going to be is we're going to get to this place where everything's wonderful, but it's not. And I, and, and that's not how life is ever going to be. But what's really fascinating to me has, I've loved about what developing this has looked like over the years is, oh my God, life can be so much better. But if, but we have to address the fact that it's messy. There's going to be messy parts and that is just the way it is. I may not like it, but what I can do is I can take that story and I can talk myself down to a place where I'm more centered and more grounded. And that, and so that's the long answer to, yeah, when you have part of your day that's crappy, you know, how can you put it into perspective? How can you tell a more authentic story that looks at life as it is and gives you the agency to change your story? You know, every, all religions and spirituality say, you know, it's all inside and it's true. It's true that we get to pick our story. And when we start picking our stories intentionally, man, is life better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, the way you describe that now, normally I just want to state to um, our listeners and viewers and also to future potential podcast guests, I do not normally um, pick up my phone and call a prospective <laughs> podcast guest on a Saturday. I believe it was a That's Saturday. Correct, you are right. I was um, very, very offended for days and days. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But I think the way, but the way you described your situation with with the other person, and I think that is a great analogy and and how you can 
potentially overcome those obstacles and say, well, okay, kind of take a step back. Okay, well, this person is acting this way. Janice acted this way. Um, by the way, um, of course we had to have you on. And, and um, <laughs> I, I just feel bad that you you haven't met my sister yet, but you will, because you will be on our, you are um, going to be on our 350th. So we're excited about that. But thank you for sharing that because I think it's important for people to realize perhaps it's, you know, pause for reflection, step back a moment, acknowledge it and think of a way you can edit that different scenario, which brings me to Q2, question two <laughs> is, um, is that story that I'm telling myself serving me? And you kind of explain that in such a way with your response on Q1. But I think when we tell ourselves the stories that don't serve us, for instance, um, this just popped into my head. There's a lot of popping going on today. <laughs> uh, I never would have thought that uh, I would be have co-authored 16 books um, much less be an international bestseller. And I look back years ago for my love of writing and I was able to create that different scenario. Like is the story that I'm telling myself, I'm not good enough to write, but I love to write. So, and then I had the opportunity. So when an opportunity arises for <laughs> your potential client or people that you're coaching, what is one thing that you can share with us on how they can recreate their story? So it, it, you brought up a, a couple of good things and, and let's just take a step back uh, and I'll, I'll come back to that. The second question is binary. It's a yes or no question. Is this story serving me in this moment? So if it's not, if you were to take a piece of paper and write those three questions down the left side, top left corner is what's the story I'm telling, middle left side, is it serving me in this moment? And then the third one on the bottom left is, you know, is there a more authentic story I can, I can tell? Question two, you can draw a line across the page horizontally. And what I say is if your thinking isn't serving you, if the answer is no, it's above the line. And if it's yes, yes, his thinking is serving me, then that's below the line. And just for shorthand, above the line, we call that a little me land. That's where I'm in little me cranky mode. And see that little smile that just popped on your face? We all can relate to it. There's nobody that hears that that's, unless they're already super cranky, <laughs> that doesn't have a smile on their face. Like, oh my God, I know that. The other thing that um, is really important, oh, and then below the line is authentic me. And then there's another place uh, you'll see on the website and around that even lower than that, what I call enlightened me, which is something we dip in and out of. And we can talk about that later. But above the line, you know, we're, we've got this little narrator in our head all the time, making us talking about what's going on, making sense out of things. But when you're above the line, that little narrator turns into the protector, what I call the protector, capital P protector. And the protector is what most people would refer to as the ego. 
or the inner bully or the inner critic. It's that part of us that is always looking out for us and not wanting us to do anything that is risky. It's and it, we're hardwired for it. It's the amygdala. It's our fight, flight, freeze response. All of that aspect of your personality, when you're in little me land, the protector is going off in a big way. And you think about for your writing, you, you had, yeah, I love to write, but am I good enough? That's a protector. Writing is something that really gives me joy. Yeah, but can you make a living at it? Yeah, you, those, that's the protector. And so one of the things that we have to do, and this, I'm sure you've also heard of imposter syndrome, Yes. which is, you know, this idea of, well, am I really a good writer? Should I really be talking? I'm Chris Templeton. Should I really be talking about this, this stuff? And, and so when you recognize that in little me land, it's the protector that's going off and telling us what's what, what we have to do is be the counter agent, the ticket agent at an airport, the same thing where the cranky customer who just had their flight canceled comes up and, and the first thing that the customer agent doesn't do is say, well, let me, let me solve your problem right now. Hell no. That person is, that person is so angry. And so what the counter agent does is lets the passenger just vent. And when, what you do is you look at the protector part of you as this piece that you just need to give he just needs to be heard. She just needs to be heard. It just needs to be heard. And when it is and can dump. And so what I, a big piece of what I think the answer to your question about, you know, what do I do for somebody who do, doesn't know how they're going to get from this passion to, you know, something that actually is written books, for, for example, the first thing to do is to listen to that protector. Cause that and I, capital P because I want people to understand that that part of you is your partner. It wants to be your partner. The problem is it's terribly misguided when it comes to solutions. It's very good. At, it's a problem orientation. Oh my God, I feel like such an imposter. I can't believe I'm doing that sort of thing too. And so as, as long as we push against it, there's a book called ego is the enemy and <laughs> As long as the ego is the enemy, we lose overall. And so the, and, and he has the same, the same basic approach, but when you partner with the ego, with the, the protector and listen to what it has to say, and then create an authentic story, man, that's good feedback. I understand where this part of me is coming from. And here are some of the things that I can do to move in the right direction. A little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. So much of what the protector wants is, I just want the answer now. Can you just give me the answer? Can we just go from where I am to where I want to be? And the answer is no. Can't do it. Occasionally it happens, but, but, but no. And so when you start to look at that part of you as something that's a little misguided but really on your side, oh, so much of that imposter syndrome falls away, and all of a sudden I can start to see a clear path clearer path to where I want to go. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to add to that. And I, I've often said this in different situations that we've been chatting about um, on Two Sisters. I think sometimes um, 
we do things obviously out of habit. Um, and sometimes we, we specifically know that they are not good for us or what we're doing, but we do them anyways, because they're comfortable and normal. And I think a lot of times we like to be comfortable and normal, even though we know it's not good for us, but yes. thank you so much for explaining that. And, uh, I love what you said about the protector and the ego. And I think that is so true, uh, especially with everything going on in our world today to really notice that, acknowledge it, um, but also move past it if you can. Don't be the protector for something that you want to do. For me, it was writing. Right. Go ahead and do it anyway. So thank you so much for sharing that. And of course, question three, the authentic story. And, and so, you know, I, I want to take another step back. My sure. favorite quote is by a guy named um, Victor Frankl. And of course, I don't have it right up in front of me. Um, but what he says is, <clears throat> he, uh, first of all, Victor Frankl was a psychiatrist in the early 1900s, ended up in the concentration camps in World War II, saw the most horrific things you could ever imagine and the most graceful things you could ever imagine. Somebody saving a piece of bread to give to somebody who was desperately in need of it. He watched people give up on life and die. And throughout his stay at these camps, his incarceration at these camps, he retained meaning in his life. And so he got out and, and became very famous in, in psychiatry. And his quote is this, between stimulus and response, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And when you think about it, aren't we all here right now to grow, to be a better version of ourselves? And, and freedom is one of the things that we want to be able to express that, the freedom to do the things that we want to do, to pursue the things that even though we feel a little shaky about, but I want to write and I want to, you know, those things. Um, when we recognize that there's this space and when we're above the line, for the most part, we tend to have no space between stimulus and response, right? We're just like, go to default, go to that comfortable place, even though it, it feels comfortable, even though it kind of really isn't. Um, and so when I recognize that what I want to do and everything that this model and these questions is designed to do is to create that space between, you know, oh my God, what are my kids doing? My boss, what was my boss thinking? Oh my God, my employees, right? Or my, whatever that stimulus is, if I don't have any space between that, my response is never going to be one that serves me and certainly not going to serve the people around me. So telling an authentic story does some really cool things. Number one, recognizes the protector and what he's trying to tell us to do, recognizes that we're above the line and that what we want to do, and the model is prescriptive and it becomes very clear very quickly, look, I would like to spend a whole lot more time below the line. 
So when I'm telling an authentic story, what I'm doing is I'm recognizing the negatives and then I'm trying to see if I can build a more balanced and more broad perspective story. So what was the boss thinking? I wonder why my wife did what she did. And, and, and what, one of the things that's really interesting, above the line in Little Me Land, the underlying emotion is fear. Almost everything that happens up there is fear-based. The protector, completely fear-based, as he should be, as she should be. Below the line, I just love this, the opposite of fear is curiosity. So when I start telling authentic stories, it's because I'm curious. I want to understand the different perspectives. When I'm above the line, man, all I want to do is prove my case. I can't believe you did that. What were you thinking? I'm just, I've just had it. Like that is, and the protector is in heaven in that. <laughs> protector, like the protector is large and in charge and, and in his crankiness, feeling very good about where he stands. I'm right on this one. Down below the line in an authentic story, it's curiosity, it's openness, it's looking at, and, and is there something I'm missing, right? Because when I'm that way, when that's where I'm living, I'm not hiding from anything, I'm not trying to push anything away, overcome anything, I just want to be in a centered and grounded place with it. And so that's what an authentic story is. And, and then just to wrap that up, the 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 big thing um, from my perspective is I want everybody to understand that life is practice 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 it's always you're always going to practice you'll either do it intentionally or you won't but when you practice to be below that line more of the time not all of the time boy does life change life it becomes this really rich tapestry that includes all the stuff above the line and that's okay hmm. that's my answer and i'm sticking to it i love that and it <laughs> reminds me of kickboxing and i i always refer to kickboxing uh, one of my shirts has a line on it and above it is mine below it is matter and it made me think of different stories throughout my life or situations where it was very similar to that. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh Absolutely. my gosh. Wow. Now, <laughs> excuse me, Chris, how can our viewers and listeners get a hold of you? Great question. Um, the first place is my website, ohthestorieswetell.com. Uh, and there's a contact form. You can get a hold of me that way. You can go to Facebook and DM me anytime you want, um, or you know, <laughs> however. And there's and I, I'm just for everybody's understanding. I am just bringing this to the world. Really started this in in terms of getting on podcasts and about three months ago. So um, I, I would oh, and I would love you to go to my YouTube channel if you search for Oh the Stories We Tell because I don't have a the the vanity URL yet, um, and like my channel. If you search for other stories we tell, a little blue bubble will come, a thought bubble with other stories in orange. Click on that. Please like and subscribe to that page because I need 100 people to get the vanity URL. There's a wonderful playlist called um, The Honesty Project that I've done with a friend of mine who had a very tough upbringing and has kind of 
fought her way through life. And I told her about the model um, probably seven or eight years ago now. And she came to me last year, just before the pandemic and said, Hey, I think we could just do a podcast type of thing where I bring up an issue and we just talk about how to apply the model to it. And, um, it's really lovely. Like it's, it's, real stuff and it's not therapy this is not therapy we just say you know this is how you can uh, walk yourself down use uh you know stories to get below the line and it's really had an impact on her and it's just a great piece i think there's about 14 videos up there so those are the main ways i'm also on instagram at at oh the stories we tell wonderful thank you so much for sharing that information and i will make sure that your uh website gets posted below the live of this video and in the um i do short uh show notes um when we upload uh the podcast and on that note um and once again you know i know that you'll have a chance to meet carol sue she's gonna when she here listens to today's podcast i know she's going to love it so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and uh thank your wife um thank everybody and thank you for allowing me to annoy you on a saturday afternoon with my phone call (laughs) you annoy me anytime you want thankfully annoying is not the the word that even came close so well thank you i appreciate that and remember everyone wealth wellness wednesday at two sisters, we love to give back, give back in unsuspecting ways, whether it be maybe you're ahead in the line at the coffee shop and you pay for somebody's order behind you, or perhaps you're at the gas station, maybe, you know, leave a little card or something with a couple bucks in it, whatever it is, it's not the monetary value. It's about creating that ripple effect. So go out on this wealth wellness Wednesday, share the wealth in a creative and ripple effect type of way. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. I am part of Two Sisters and we wanna thank Chris. Chris, thank you so much for being on today. Um, You know, as I mentioned earlier, Chris will be on our 350th on Monday, November 29th. We are very excited about that. And we look forward to having you on again for another solo podcast. So so thank you so much. Thank you so much. I totally appreciate it, Janice. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, everyone, have a great day. We're going to sign off now, but look for the two sisters tomorrow, trending Thursday. Hmm. Always something trending with the sisters, right? Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.